Good afternoon, and uh, I'm a day late because we didn't have any power here where I live at uh, yesterday because of the tremendous storms that uh, passed over the United States yesterday. And uh, please pray for these individuals that have passed away from these uh, uh, tremendous uh, uh, tornadoes just uh, widespread across the United States. Please uh, keep them in your prayer. Uh, a lot of destruction and devastation. Also, uh, I'd like to talk to you a little bit about uh, how to start a new life. Let's start a new life with Jesus Christ. God loves you and wants you to be happy. You should be joyful and have an abundant life. He sent Jesus to die for you and take your place. He has forgiven you of all your sins, but you got to believe in him. You must have faith. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. John chapter 3, verse 13. All you got to do is accept him, Jesus, as your Lord and Savior. That's all you got to do is accept him. Let's pray about that. Dear God, you said in your word, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Lord Jesus, I'm calling on your name. I believe in my heart that you are the Son of God, and I thank you for dying for me and taking my place. I believe God raised you from the dead. Take control of my life and help me to be the kind person, you, uh, the one you want me to be. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for making me a new person and forgiving my sins. Amen. We beseech thee, Almighty God, merciful. We beseech thee, Almighty God, mercifully to look upon thy people, that by thy great goodness they may be governed and preserved evermore, both in body and soul, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who hatest nothing thou hast made, and dost forgive the sins of all those who are repentant, Create and make in us new and contrite hearts that we worthily laminating our sins and acknowledging our wretchedness may obtain, obtain of thee the God of all mercy, perfect remission and forgiveness through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear God. Call to worship to his word. How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sing for joy to the living God. O Lord God Almighty, you are the creator and governor of the world and have abundantly provided for the various wants of your creatures. You have ordered the day and the night to succeed each other. And when you have refreshed man with sleep, require him to pursue his work until the evening. You have also ordained that he shall be born to trouble and have appointed the grave to be end of all the living. We thank you that while you have thus placed our lot in this life, 
You have not left us with a hope in the world which is to come. We adore you for the gift of Jesus Christ, your Son, by whose gospel, life, and immortality are brought to light, and we are fully instructed in all those things which concern our salvation. We bless you for the pardon of sin, through faith and the Redeemer, for the guidance of your providence, and for the consolation of your spirit. We thank you for the holy Sabbaths, for your written word, and for the other means of grace which you have entrusted to us. Amen. Here's God. Hear God's law and his will for your life. Beloved, let us love one another, for the love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this, the love of God was manifested among us, that God sent his only Son into the world so that we might live through him, and this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Let's bow your heads and confess your sins. Almighty and merciful Father, you pour your benefits upon us. Forgive the unthankfulness with which we have requited your goodness. We have remained before you with dead and senseless hearts, unkindled with love of your gentle and enduring goodness. Turn us, O merciful Father, and so shall we be turned. Make us with the whole heart to hunger and thirst after you, and with all our longing to desire you. Amen. Receive these words of comfort from God. Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothed in white robes, and from where have they come? I said to him, Sir, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones coming out of the great tribulation. They have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Confess what you believe about the Christian faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sin, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. What do you believe about uh, what do you believe concerning the Holy Catholic Church? Well, I believe that the Son of God, through His Spirit and Word, out of the entire human race from the beginning of the world to its end, gathers, protects, and preserves for Himself a 
community chosen for eternal life and united in true faith. And in this community, of this community, I am always, I am and always will be a living member. Uh, what do you understand about the communion of saints? First, that believers, one and all, as members of Christ, the Lord, have communion with him and share in his treasures and gifts. Second, that each member should consider it a duty to use these gifts readily and joyfully and, joyfully and truthfully for the service and the enrichment of others' members. What do you believe concerning the forgiveness of sins? Well, I believe that God, because of Christ's satisfaction, will no longer remember any of my sins and my sinful nature, which I need to struggle against all my life and have. Rather, by this grace, God grants me the righteousness of Christ that I may never come into judgment. Please listen to these words uh, and let God uh, enlighten your heart and mind. Almighty, gracious Father, since our whole salvation depends on our true understanding of your holy word, grant that our hearts, freed from the worldly affairs, may hear and understand your holy word with all diligence and faith so that we might may rightly discern your gracious will, cherish it, and live by it with all earnestness. To your praise and honor through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Christ, being come on a high priest of good things to come, by a greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, uh, that is to say, not of this building, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood. He entered into, entered in once into a holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of the bulls and of the goats and the ashes of the heifer sprinkle the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot of God, purge your conscious from dead works to serve the living God. And for the cause, uh, he is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that were under the First Testament, they were, which are called, uh, might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. The sermon today is uh, The Wall That Never Tumbles Down. Long time ago, 100 years or so ago, um, the French built uh, what is said to be the last line of defense. They called it the uh, Magino or the Magnet, magnet Line. Maginot Line. Uh, this was after World War I, and they uh, were afraid of someday being attacked by the Germans again. They equipped this fortress uh, with the most powerful and the most up-to-date weapons available. They said, uh, our enemies can come so far, but no farther. 
there was a preacher who saw the wall and said uh, the Germans can never get over that. But they did. That line did not hold. The English once fortified Singapore. A little bit of a history lesson here. Um, they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on the walls and said Singapore will never be taken. But in uh, building the fortification, uh, they placed all the guns pointed towards the sea so the Japanese, uh, they quietly slipped in behind the guns and took the city. Those lines of defense did not hold. None of them. And today, men still building lines that don't hold. They're not safe from onslaughts of Satan. Some think they are safe behind the wall of money. Is that true? No, they're, they're not safe. But there's no security in money. Think back. Back in 1929, there were those who said, I have money in the bank. All's well with me. Nothing's going to happen. Then the bottom dropped out. Many banks failed. As we hear today, banks are failing, some banks. And many people committed suicide. There's no security in anything that this world has to offer. Nothing. There is security and safety only in one place, and that is in God and his faithfulness. He never fails. And we come and lean on him, we'll, we'll never go down. No enemy can ever conquer us. What do we mean by faithfulness of God? Well, we mean that he is faithful to his word, and we can trust him completely. We mean that he carries his word to completion on everything. We mean that he never changes. He truly is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Quote, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls in him in well-doing as unto, faith, unto a faithful creator. That's 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 19. There it is. God was faithful in creation. He put the moon and the sun and the millions of stars in heaven, yet they are never out of place. If they bumped into each other, it would be a great, uh, a great catastrophe in heaven and on earth. But God is faithful. He holds the universe's hands and runs everything according to his perfect plan. The temperature is never a thousand degrees above or a thousand degrees below. The seasons follow in a perfect order. So summer never comes just before winter. When a man sows wheat, he gathers the wheat and not the thorns. When you put two certain chemicals together, the results is always the same. When you drink water from a spring, it never turns to carbolic acid in your mouth. When you dig gold out of the ground, it never becomes lead or brass. God is faithful in all his creation. Not only is he faithful in the physical realm, but he's also faithful in his moral laws. He tells you that if you do certain things in life, there will be certain results. If you disobey him and throw yourself against them, you do more than break his law, break yourself. We talk of breaking the Ten Commandments. Nope, they stand forever. We are the ones are broken upon them. On Long Island, years and years and years and years ago, there was an estate said to be worth over $27 million. 
that particular house had 68 rooms. But that particular wealthy family moved away and left it to the elements. Before many years had gone by, it was practically nothing but a mass of ruins and weeds growing about it. A man created that fine estate, but he was not faithful to it and it rotted away. But God is faithful to his creation and it stands. God has a faithful calling in men. God is faithful by whom ye were called unto fellowship of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 9. This call implies two persons. The one calling and the one called. God calls a man, is called. God calls and man is called. God is faithful in that calling. This is the greatest call in heaven and earth. God calls men out of the darkness into light, out of bondage into liberty, and out of despair into hope, out of death into eternal life. He calls men into salvation. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. John chapter 1, verse 9. Every person who comes into the world receives some light from God. Although he may never hear his name, as Jesus went as, as Jesus went about Palestine calling men, so today, through his spirit, he calls men all over the world. He calls through the preaching of the gospel. The man goes his way, giving no thought of his soul or God. Then one day he drops into church and hears the gospel, and, and the Holy Spirit convicts and converts him. The Bible tells us that uh, people are saved through the foolishness of preaching. It seems foolish to uh, many people, but God uses this foolishness to point men to, the, to Christ. Starting with Abraham and coming down through Joseph, God is dealing with a family. From Moses on down through Christ, he is dealing with a nation. Since Christ, he deals through his church the place where preaching is heard. He calls through sorrow. A man goes on his way without a thought of God until God sends sorrow to him and takes him, takes his mind off this world and makes him think of another life. God calls through a mother's love and prayers. The young man leaves home and soon drifts down and then. But back home, his mother is praying for him, and one day, maybe in some distant land, the boy feels the power of that mother's love and prayers and turns to Christ. God calls men to salvation in many different ways. Maybe a song through conscious or written word, but he gives every man a chance to be saved. God also calls to separation and service, separation from the world and service to God. A young woman uh, um, a while back was uh, given a Sunday school class to teach. She began her work there and then she enjoyed it but the world kept bothering her the time came when the conflict between the service to god and the service to the world became so strong that she fell on her knees before god and promised him her life and gave up the world only then did she find peace in the past wars uh there were some who were not willing to go and fight for their country. They hid out from authorities. They were called slackers. 
or draft dodgers. We have some of these in our churches. They have time and the talent to serve God, but they don't do it. We have some in our order of Templars. God is faithful in deliverance from temptation. Go on with this. God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that ye are able, but will with the temptation also make a way of escape. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. God has never promised us that we would be free from temptation, but has promised us to provide a way to escape when temptation comes. Our great buildings have fire escapes and ways to get out when a building is on fire, but the owner doesn't promise to take you out bodily or us out bodily, but promises you a way of escape. A highway bridge has a sign on it which says uh, it has a load limit on some highway signs, 14,000 pounds. The law will not allow you to tax the bridge beyond its endurance. God knows our limitations and will not let Satan put too big of a load on us. God is faithful in delivering all those who turn to him in the time of temptation. God's also faithful in forgiving our sins. Quote, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9. John is here writing to Christians. He knows that we're not perfect. They often sin. Then he gives the remedy. We are to confess our sins and confessions is made to God. Consequently, it's our only nature that, uh, that we turn away from our sins when we talk to God about them. He is always faithful to forgive. All of us sin often, and we can thank God that he is a great forgiver. So you should get to your knees and thank God for that. God is faithful in keeping his promises. Quote, Blessed be to the Lord that hath given rest unto his people Israel. According to all that he promised, there hath not failed one word of his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses, a servant. 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 56. Here is a good illustration of the way God faithfully keeps his promises. Many years before, he had appeared to Moses in Egypt and made certain promises to him. Now, after all those years, Moses is in heaven and Solomon is king. Solomon recounted the promises of, to Israel and said, God made all these promises and he kept every one of them. God is that way. He never forgets a promise. When the flood was over, God said, uh, Never again will I destroy the world with a flood. Then he set a rainbow in the sky and said, Every time you see a rainbow, you will remember that I promised, I promised never to destroy the world again with a flood. Thousands of years have gone by, and many times every year we see a rainbow in the sky. Lots of times. It isn't just a thing of radiant beauty. It's a faithful God keeping his promise. Listen to this. He not only keeps his promise of blessing, but also of punishment. He said to these same, same people, Israel, if you forgot me, 
and go off into idolatry, I will send you into captivity. The time came when they were taken to Babylon. The temple was torn down, Jerusalem was destroyed, and God's people were in sorrow, weeping and mourning. They asked him to sing one of the songs of Zion, and they say, How can we sing? We have hanged our harps on a willow tree, and there is no music in our souls. Why? It is because God is faithful. He promises people that he would punish them if they went off into sin, if they turned away from him to idols, and he kept his promise. God is still the same. He pays off in sorrow and tears when we turn away from him. He blesses when we follow him and obey him. God's faithful in the great uh, prophetic trauma. He tells us in First Theologians uh, chapter 4, verses 13 through 18, that he is coming back one day with what? With a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. Then the dead in Christ shall be raised up, then the Christians still living will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air, and we'll all be up there with Jesus. Then we shall appear before the judgment seat to receive our rewards, and we will sit down at the marriage supper of the Lamb in a time of and bliss. After that, uh, we'll return to earth with Jesus and rule with him a thousand years. Then after the wicked dead have been judged and condemned satan and all unbelievers will be cast into the lake of fire we will then have a new heaven and a new earth and live with jesus forever and ever and ever in joy and bliss peace and happiness today we live in a world with fire and sin and sickness and warfare and sorrow trying to change people's lives spying on people. We had spies back in the old days too, but now it's more sophisticated. Trying to control people, trying to make everybody something they don't want to be. But we have hope. If we come to Jesus, we will one day be with him where these evils can never touch us. God is faithful. And if we put our trust in his son, we are safe forever. A man came to uh, America from Austria to seek a fortune. He planned to save his money and send back to Austria for his wife and little girl and little boy. But several months later, his wife died and the children were left alone. The neighbors raised enough money to send them to America. This kind ship captain, they were coming over on a ship, watched over them day by day. Friends met them in New York and placed them on a train. The little boy was tired and homesick and began to cry. So the little girl put her arms around him and said, Don't cry, little brother. This is the last night. We'll see father in the morning. Are you lonely in this world of is this world a sad place for you? Have friends failed you? Look up. Look up. God is faithful. Just remember that we're going to see him in the morning. Then all will be well forever.
Let's make our request to God and pray. O Lord, our Savior, you have warned us that you will require much of those to whom much is given. Grant that we, whose lot is cast in so goodly a heritage, may strive together the more abundantly to extend to others what we so richly enjoy, and as we have entered into the labors of other people, so to labor that in their turn other people may enter into ours to the fulfillment of your holy will. Amen. Please take a minute uh, for your own prayer, your own personal prayer. Pray for the world. Pray for the United States, for the trouble we're having here, with all the sins that are going on. And there's lots of them. Please, hopefully they turn into uh, come to see the Lord our God and us. Play for the Christians. Play for the that are being persecuted and pursued in other countries and the United States. And protect them all.
Jesus said, Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered the Jews and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art Samaritan, hast a devil. Jesus answered, I have not a devil, but I honor my father, and ye do dishonor me. And I seek not my own glory. There is one that seeketh and judgeth. Very verily, verily, I say unto thee, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, Now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead, and the prophets, and thou sayest. If a man keep my saying, he shall never taste the death. Art thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets are dead? Who markest thou thyself? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father that honoreth me, and whom ye say that ye, he is your God. Yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say I not I know him not, I shall be a liar, like unto you. But I know him, and keep this saying, keep his saying. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it was glad. Then said the Jews unto him, Thou art not yet fifty years old, and hast thou seen Abraham? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Before Abraham was I am. Then took they up stones and cast at him, but Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. In closing, let's pray the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen.